Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy, Rocky Magana. Kramer Sanson in the background helping us keep this thing moving tonight here on Saturday, divisional round weekend across the NFL. Kansas City Chiefs advanced to their fifth straight AFC title game after a 27-20 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Incredibly gutsy performance from Patrick Mahomes, who suffered a serious ankle injury in the first quarter of this game. But most importantly, Rocky, this is going to be Chad Henney's sixth straight AFC championship game after he came in for an injured Patrick Mahomes and just said, I got you, Big Red. I got you, Pat, and drove 99 yards to score a touchdown. So fifth straight for the Kansas City Chiefs, sixth straight for Chad Henney, uh, who is going to go down as just one of the all-time backup quarterbacks here in Kansas City. In the words, the great words of the great Rocky Balboa, who I am named after, in life, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's what the chiefs did today the chiefs the 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 jacksonville jaguars thought they might have got a knockout punch uh there against mahomes when against the chiefs when mahomes went down and chad henney said nah like you said chad henney came in and said you know what i got this 99 yards that ain't nothing son if you're having girl problems i got bad for you i feel bad for you son i got 99 yards and i'm gonna get a touchdown son (laughs) It, it was amazing. It was great. It was that was the worst rap in history, but this was the best Chiefs game in the world. <laughs> I am on cloud nine today, baby. What just what an impressive win by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was talking to you before we got going here, and it's something I've been kind of discussing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network all throughout this week. Like there was a lot of feeling that Jacksonville was going to like shock the world and upset the Kansas city chiefs this week ahead of this game. And while I, I think Jacksonville is a super fun young team, I think Trevor's going to be a, a great NFL quarterback. And I think that they're building something there. That's going to be good here in the next couple of years in Jacksonville. They aren't on the same level as the Kansas city chiefs. And I, I really felt like people were disrespecting what the Kansas city chiefs had done this season, coming into this game, acting like, you know, this red hot Jags team was just going to come into arrowhead of all places and beat the Kansas city chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs. Like I'm glad that they played the Jags and not the chargers, But I just thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And prior to Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury in this game, like Patrick Mahomes was playing lights out. Like he was playing unconscious on the football field. And it looked like he was going to go out there and drop 45 points today if he doesn't suffer that first quarter ankle injury. I mean, he was making MVP throw after MVP throw out of the gates. I mean, like this was prime time playoff Mahomes prior to his injury. And with the Jaguars thing, man, everybody just loves an underdog. Everybody likes the upstart. Everybody likes the Cinderella. Everybody wants to try to get behind the team that's never done it before. The Jags haven't beaten the Chiefs in a decade. The Chiefs are the perennial favorites to go to the AFC Championship game every single year, and they're always Super Bowl contenders. The Jags have, you know, they've had the number one pick overall back-to-back years prior to this. And so... Everybody is is thirsty for new blood and and wants to see, you know, the Kings fall. But when you're coming for the crown, you got you can't just go after the king, you got to go after his soldiers also. And guess what, man? I, Isaiah Pacheco today on that 99-yard drive. Oh my doggone gosh. That guy was a workhorse. He was a warrior. He was an animal. Put whatever adjective or verb or whatever you want to put on on his name. And it's understatement. That guy was amazing on that 99-yard drive. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco was fantastic today. Uh, Another rookie seventh-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, Jalen Watson, 
comes up with just an incredible one-handed interception at a key moment in the game where J- Jacksonville sorry L- Lily's really excited for the Chiefs win too right now but you know Jacksonville is driving looks like they're gonna score then the Jamal Agnew fumble and and then to come back on, on the next series and have that Jalen Watson interception it was just an incredibly gutsy performance by the Kansas City Chiefs on both sides of the ball tonight I mean just an extremely athletic play on the ball by Jalen Watson too. I mean, just to make that one handed interception, you know, with the game on the line to seal the game for his team. I mean, like, like you don't want to put too much on a seventh round rookie. They say, right. But guess what? We're at the end of the season. Regular season's over. Your rookie season is over. This is playoff football. You're a, you're a contributing member of a playoff football team and you're expected to go out there and do your job. And guess what? The young guys came up big today when, when it was needed, uh, Pacheco, Watson. I mean, even Williams had a couple good plays out there. Chanel was, you know, was in on some on a few plays. I mean, this this draft class looks 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 like a home run at this point by Brett Veach. And I I it was the chunk plays killed him to an extent on defense, but when when push came to shove, this team showed grit, and people don't give Chiefs the Chiefs a lot of credit for their grit. They everybody thinks that the Chiefs are all style points. Guess what? The Chiefs came out and they had a gutty, gritty, you know, hit you in the mouth performance tonight when they needed it. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it it was just an incredibly gutsy football game. And, you know, credit to the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes leaving and and not really realizing if he's going to return because they immediately say he's questionable to return. We saw the clip of him arguing with Rick Burkholder and Andy Reid about going to the locker room because he clearly didn't want to go. Like, he just wanted to stay in the football game. And for the Chiefs to have the composure to just say, okay, we got this. Send him to the locker room. Let him get checked out. Let's make sure he's okay. And then to hold it down and to not only do that, to go on a 99-yard scoring drive, it it just says a lot about this team in general. It, It was just incredible performance by them. Huge win. Advanced to your fifth straight AFC championship game. And, you know, we don't know quite yet if that's going to be in Kansas City or if that's going to be Atlanta. We'll find out after tomorrow's Cincinnati Bills, uh, Bengals Bills game. And let, let's enjoy this one tonight, Kansas City. Let's have a good time. Let's uh, let's crack a few cold ones. Let's let let's enjoy the ride while we can, because this was an absolutely special performance that we're going to remember for a a really long time here in Kansas city. And before we really break down, you know, the different sides of the ball, I I really want to get into the offense because I'm not going to take a ton from second half Patrick Mahomes in this game. Like we saw him seriously hobbled by that ankle injury. Like it was changing his throws and he looked kind of inaccurate uh, for a lot of the second half because He couldn't plant on the foot. He clearly couldn't push off of it. And so he kind of started changing things up where he was really just do. It was just all arm. Like he's not moving his hips or planting off of his foot, but it says something about his talent, but I'm not going to take a ton away from his performance in the second half because he is so hobbled. And obviously that's a concerning injury, but you hope that he's going to be healthy enough and and good to go. And he said, after the game, there's no way I'm not going to play in that game. So I would have to imagine after gutting it out in the second half, he'll be good to go for the AFC championship game. But prior to that injury, Rocky, he looked as clean as uh, as we've seen him look in a while. He looked like he was absolutely dialed in, like he was laser focused, like he was ready to go out there and drop 50 points on this Jaguars team today if he didn't suffer that first quarter ankle injury. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, let's talk about the ankle for a second, because if it's one part of the body with injuries, I know kind of intimately it's, it's it's ankle injuries. When I was in, in junior high, I had a really bad ankle injury, wrestling ankle injury that left me with arthritis in my left ankle to this day. And there'll be days where I'll wake up and I can't move my left ankle at all. And I can't walk. I can't get out of bed and, and put weight on it. And but guess what happens? The more you warm it up the more mobility you get back and the more you can play on it. And it's the same thing with a sprained ankle too. The more you got, you just got to get it warmed up. He was coming off that injury um, in the second quarter. And you can see as the game went on, the more that that ankle got warmed up and the more mobility he got back in it, the better he played. And so, yeah, you just, that whole second quarter is just a wash, you know, that hop, the hop to get the stretch 
run out there. You know, it's, that's just all 100% heart and guts. And anybody who's hurt their ankle before knows that that's it's excruciating right after an ankle injury. Your whole your whole bottom of your leg is throbbing, and the fact that he gutted through that is just it's it's amazing. Like it was it was like you can't you can't like if you ever thought that Patrick Mahomes was a prima donna or just a guy who who didn't care about winning or and, and I don't think any Chiefs fan ever thought that. But there's ever been another fan base that ever questioned this guy's desire to win for his team. This this was the answer tonight. It's yeah, it, it just says a ton about him as an individual and as a competitor. But, you know, it, it's a good reminder that he has played through something like this in the past. During the 2019 season, he got injured early in that year and played for several weeks uh, with, with an ankle that they had to monitor and that he had that kept popping back up. He kept taking hits and you'd see him kind of moving around slow and limping around the football field. But he still played through it and still played well enough to win football games. And at this stage in the season, like you're just not going to keep him out of games, barring barring something more significant. And so we're lucky that he didn't like seriously break anything. It just seems like it's a sprain, and he should be good to go next week. But overall, I was really impressed with the Chiefs offensively early on in this game, and then later on in the game, I, I was too. Like. The, the Mahomes touchdown drive to really just extend the lead at, at right after Jacksonville scores a touchdown, too, to get within three points, and they desperately need to go find a way to score to make sure they can extend this thing, and Patrick Mahomes does it and, and takes him down the field. Like It was just an impressive performance from him, and after the offensive line was getting kind of worked early in that game, I, I think that they kind of settled down, and they played a lot better protecting him in the second half and giving him some pockets and some time to throw because they know, Hey, he can't, he can't bail us out tonight. Like he can't run around today. He doesn't have the mobility that he normally does. And so I thought this, the, in the second half, I thought the offensive line played a lot better after they were not playing very well, especially early on in that football game. Well, I think that if ever there was a moment where Andy went to his offensive line and had a country Jesus conversation with them, it's when he put Mahomes back in that game and he was probably like listen here you better keep this this mf or upright i know andy doesn't cuss but i mean you better keep this guy upright because because our whole season is riding on, on on you doing your job right now and you stepping up when we need you to and i mean also jared mckinnon and pass protection jared mckinnon i mean picking up the blitz and and keeping Mahomes clean enough to get these passes off. And then I think the thing that's kind of been overlooked a little bit by us to this point is just how big Travis Kelsey was today. I mean, he was the safety blanket all day long, early on for Mahomes, for Henny, and then later in the game for Mahomes as well. I mean, Kelsey, you know, I, I, he had 14 catches at one point. I'm not sure what he ended the game with, but I mean, he had, he had a career day almost, you know, for the postseason and, and he just he he really really like like when one of your big when your biggest star goes down you need your other stars to step up and he really did yeah it it really shouldn't have taken us 13 minutes into this post game show to mention Travis Kelsey today it was just unbelievable 14 catches 98 yards two touchdowns uh, off of 17 targets like you could feel this game coming from Travis Kelsey because I know he's had some big yardage games over the last few weeks and had some quiet games, but had a six game scoreless streak coming into this game. So I felt like you could feel Travis Kelsey was for sure going to find the end zone today. And you should have listened to my advice and taken a Travis Kelsey first score uh, bet on DraftKings uh, sports book because that cash today and Travis Kelsey was apparent from the early going, like they knew, this is our Hall of Famer. We're getting him involved. We're not playing around with MVS and Justin Watson today. We're we're getting that guy the football, and we're going to let him make plays. And I think down the down. I mean, next week. I mean, because I mean, regardless, I, you got to assume at this point Mahomes is playing next week, but he's not going to be a hundred percent. So you know, you got to figure that McKelsey is going to be playing in pretty significantly moving down the stretch here. You know, and that that they're going to kind of the offense is going to kind of run through him from here on out. Um, but that being said, I mean, I mean, Mahomes to Kelsey is the bread and butter that they've kind of built, you know, their legacy on. Um, and one thing also to be mentioned about Mahomes playing next week with an injury, let's not forget he played in the Super Bowl with a pretty bad turf toe injury that ended that, that put him in a walking boot for a few months after the season, you know, last time 
you know, the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, Mahomes, once Mahomes kind of gets used to playing with that injury, I think that you're going to see the playbook kind of and the offense kind of just resume where it was. You know, he, he had to get used to what he can and cannot do now with this injury, but I don't, I don't see him really cutting down the playbook at all. It's before we move over to the defensive side of the ball, you already mentioned Isaiah Pacheco and man, his development has a chance to be something really big for them here in the postseason because Patrick Mahomes goes down. They really have to lean on the run. And Isaiah Pacheco has one of the best games of his career. Like Isaiah Pacheco was fantastic today when he was called upon, when they said, okay, we got to lean on you, man. We, we made you, our early down running back this season as a seventh round rookie. And we need you to be the guy that we can lean on right now that we can grind out some yards with because the franchise isn't in the game at the moment. And Isaiah Pacheco stepped up. And I think the biggest complaint about Pacheco is that like, we've seen his tackle breaking ability. We've seen small flashes of his explosiveness, but the biggest problem in his game so far in his young career is he just doesn't seem to see the field very well. He runs straight into the offensive line a lot. He runs straight into contact a lot instead of trying to avoid it. And on that 40-yard run, which was the longest of his career so far, you finally saw him, you know, he he runs into the line, but then looks up and is like, oh, there's a lot of green over there and and breaks it to the outside. And you see the explosiveness. He's got the speed to break those things off. He just hasn't been particularly good at it this season, even though he's had moments where he's looked like a very good NFL running back. So if they get him to continue to develop and he can play like this throughout the playoffs, especially with Patrick Mahomes having a bum ankle, like Isaiah Pacheco's performance could be huge down the stretch for this team moving forward. I mean, I feel like Pacheco this year is kind of our Damian Williams, right? Like that guy that... You know, like coming into the year, you had some you had you had some hopes for him, but you didn't really really see it until until the playoffs started. And and honestly, like his vision still isn't the greatest. Like you said, he he ran into the line before he busted out that long run. But guess what? Like hard work, determination, and effort and just attitude will get you a long ways. Like, like if you, if you're built like Isaiah Pacheco, you can almost get four yards on attitude and effort alone, which is what he does. Nobody runs harder. He looks like Andy Reed was right. He looks like he's trying to hurt the ground with everything, every single step he takes, you know, when he runs the ball and that alone makes up for any other deficiencies that he has. And so, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like run into the line first and then bounce it outside. As long as it works, I, who am I to judge, man? It's it's working. Then do it. So I want to remind you guys, if you're in the comments, uh, use hashtag AP Rapid Reaction Show. We'll get to some of your observations from the game at the end of the show. And we will also have all the postgame press conferences immediately following this show if, if you're listening to us on the podcast page. Now, defensively, they came up with some huge, huge stops. Like there was huge key moments in this game for the Chiefs defense defensively and you know frank clark playoff frank comes up with a huge sack early in the game and then really after that it was just kind of quiet from the chiefs but it was also kind of a, a strange game plan from doug peterson where i felt like he was being really conservative in the first half of this game and really even into the second half where it seemed like he was afraid of the chiefs pass rush and the pressure that they could put on trevor lawrence and we know that Trevor Lawrence, when he put a lot of pressure on him this season, his numbers aren't very good. Like that's the key to disrupting their entire offense is getting pressure on Trevor. And I just felt like maybe that was the plan. Just have everything quick, short, quick, short routes, like to, to get the ball out of his hands as fast as possible and try to keep the Chiefs from being able to put the pressure on him. But they still managed to do that. And they still managed to make enough plays, even though, you know, <laughs> Uh, who was it? George Karloftis uh, being on Christian Kirk is not really what you want to see in the red zone, but that happens sometimes with the Spags defense for some reason, uh, but it's not really what you want, but Spags was aggressive. He tried to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Frank Clark gets a sack. Chris Jones did not register his first playoff sack. So we'll have to wait one more week for that. I, I think he's got one in him this playoffs. I think Chris Jones is going to get a sack eventually in the postseason, uh, but he didn't get one today. But overall, 
the Chiefs defensively were just solid today. Like they made enough plays, forcing the back-to-back turnovers was the thing that changed the game in the fourth quarter. So hats off to that side of the ball. They they did their job today and they did enough to obviously win this football game with a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it was one of those games on the defense where it seemed a little uneven. Um, you would have these amazing, you know, pass rush plays or or even defensive stops and and plays in the secondary. And then, and then they give up a chunk play, right? You know, like chunk plays nearly killed this defense today at some point. Now, there was a chunk there in the middle of the game where, where neither offense was doing much of anything. And a lot of that is, you know, Doug Peterson just playing it really, really close to the vest. And I think that he was afraid of the Chiefs pass rush. And he was afraid of, of Trevor Lawrence having to push the ball downfield. And I think he thought to himself, okay, so Mahomes is injured. If we can run the ball efficiently – um, kind of move the ball down the field, uh, you know, four yards at a time. We can get a couple of scores and then put the pressure on the Chiefs to try to try to try to, you know, put up some points. It didn't work out for him. It was the wrong call. Um, he he must he must have forgot who he was talking to and who he was playing against because Mahomes on one leg is still better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, Mahomes on one leg is still better than I'm. I'm would name a quarterback. Josh oh. Allen. I take Mahomes on one leg over Josh Allen. I take Mahomes on one leg over John Elway. I take Mahomes on one leg over almost any quarterback in the NFL. And I know I'm a homer when I say this, but I don't care, Steven Serta. I don't care. <laughs> this is playoff football. I get to be a little bit of a fan sometimes. And and today he did the damn thing. And I couldn't be happier. But going back to the defensive side of the ball, I gotta get off my homes. <laughs> We're talking defense here. Um Derek Nottie's sack on Trevor Lawrence was one of the nastiest sacks I've seen in a really long time. I mean, yeah. just completely unblocked. I was just him being like, the, I'm, I'm stronger than all of you. Get yeah. out of the way. And just clotheslined him. Just clotheslined uh, Trevor Lawrence. It was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. it's. I, I think overall you got to be pretty happy with that defensive performance. Um yeah, there were some highs and lows. I don't think Nick Bolton had a particularly good game today. I don't think Willie Gay had a particularly good game today. Uh, Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill had some lows and then some highs. Like it, it was kind of up and down on the defensive side of the ball. And I do think that they got helped out a little bit by Doug Peterson's conservative play calling in this game, which is weird because he's generally known for being a little bit more aggressive and, and kind of pushing the envelope. Like, they had early on in the game, they had a fourth and two uh, well inside Chiefs territory in the red zone. And Doug decides to kick a field goal as opposed to trying to pick up the fourth and two, which at that point in the game, I was like, you could probably easily pick that up, Doug. Like, what are, what are we doing here? And I, I just thought that his conservative approach to the game, I think, kind of slowed them offensively just throughout the entire game and to the chief's credit, they made enough plays to get out of this game and to go win the football game and advance to their fifth straight AFC championship game. So I I don't have a lot of complaints. Uh, There was no real huge special teams gaffes, but they almost tried. (laughs) They tried this week, Rocky Uh, Harrison Bucker. I don't know why he keeps short legging these kickoffs into the end zone, they gave up two big returns today, and the, the second kickoff where, where Buck, Bucker short legs it into the end zone to Jamal Agnew would have been a touchdown if it wasn't for Harrison Bucker making uh, a game-changing tackle by tackling Jamal Agnew on that drive because he was gone if Bucker doesn't make that play. So he at least gets some points for, for doing that and not giving up the score, and he didn't miss any field goals. There was nothing else other than the two big returns to point out on special teams and be like, again, I'm sick of I'm sick of that unit. Like they, they were pretty solid today, other than the two big kick returns. I mean, yeah, Bucker was kind of his own worst enemy and then also made himself a hero too. Like, like, like what are you doing short legging it there? But then you saved the touchdown, so I can't be mad at you, right? You know, it was, it was pure effort on Bucker's part. And honestly, Bucker kicking looked better than he has. You know, in a long time, this is one of Bucker's best kicking games that we've that we've seen out of him as far as like a field goal, you know, perspective goes. Um, you're right about the linebackers didn't play their best game today. Nick Bolton did not have his best game today. I think that one of the biggest problems that the 
Jags had was that they didn't run the ball enough. Like I would have ran Travis Etienne about 20 more times in the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence wasn't doing a ton. And at one point when the first half, they showed her that stat chiefs were giving up 7.2 yards a carry. Are you kidding me? Why didn't you run the ball every single time until they stopped you? Yeah. And that was another instance where like it to start the second half, they were gashing the chiefs on the ground and then they just went away from it. Like it, it was just kind of questionable decision-making from Doug Peterson that I think played right into the chief's hands today, but whatever you'll take it. Uh, you, you leave, you leave Arrowhead stadium with the win on, on your way to your fifth straight AFC championship game. Just absolutely unbelievable run. And we don't know who they're going to play yet next week, but it's going to be a good game as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy. You know, he's going to go out there and do everything within his power to try to get back to another Super Bowl. So gutsy performance by everybody, especially Patrick Mahomes, and just an absolutely unbelievable run that this team is on right now. I mean, I mean, this is this is the this is the first step of hopefully our next, you know, Super Bowl run, you know, that we go on. And what an exciting way to start the postseason for the Chiefs. It's not the way we wanted to start the postseason, but man, that was not a boring game to watch, Steven Serta. That was an exciting and fun game that got you out of your out of your seat. And just I mean, I I couldn't be happier. Like like, like I think a lot of times as Chiefs fans, we want to win with style and we want to win by a lot. And sometimes we're upset after a victory. I'm I'm guilty of that more than anybody. I'm guilty of that. Somebody called me the Carl Sheffers of podcasting because, <laughs> because I, and I'm pretty sure it was a week after I wasn't happy when we won the game and I, and I was kind of critical. And so I'll wear that mantle, but guess what, man? Like, like this is playoff football. Every win is a good win. And what a fun way to start this journey to hopefully our third Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, they're going to either face the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Arrowhead Stadium, or they will have to travel to Atlanta for the neutral site AFC title game uh, against the Buffalo Bills. I think both teams bring their matchup problems. Um, I don't know at this point if either team, if I'd say like, I'd much rather play this team over that team. They're both really good teams. They're both Super Bowl contending teams, but I, I I'm kind of feeling like Cincinnati has got a good chance uh, against Buffalo tomorrow afternoon. So maybe we'll be getting another AFC championship game against the Bengals at Arrowhead stadium. What do you think about that Rocky? I mean, neither team looked like world beaters last week. And so I'll take either one of these paper champions uh, to give us another shot at them. I want the Bengals. Yeah. I want the Bengals to win tomorrow because because this whole like oh and three against the Bengals and Joe Mixon running his mouth about the Bengals being the kings of the AFC and all of this, I just I I I we gotta we gotta silence and, and end that narrative. Like like we've beaten the Bills in the playoffs. The Bills are kind of a back and forth team, but this whole like we haven't beaten the Bengals thing, it's gotta it's gotta end. I can't I can't spend another off season with the Chiefs not beating the Bengals. And so I want the Bengals again. I want them in Arrowhead Stadium. And I want to see us shut down Jamar Chase. And I want to see Chris Jones put put freaking put freaking uh I'm so worked up. I can't remember the quarterback's name right Joe now. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. There we go. I can put Burrow on the ground. Put him on the ground multiple times. I want to see I want to see Chris Jones finish the sack against Joe Burrow. So we'll find out tomorrow afternoon between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills where the Chiefs will be going for next week's AFC Championship game. But they they've won, they've advanced. Now they've got eight days to try to make sure Patrick Mahomes' ankle is healthy and make sure everyone is absolutely good to go. Maybe there's a small chance McCall Hardman could be available next week. Uh, Clyde and Jody Fortson return to practice this week, though. I don't know if you really want to shake up the running back rotation with Clyde at this point in the season, but they might be available. It seems like they're mostly healthy and it seems like everything is working in the chief's favor right now to hopefully advance to another Super Bowl. So hopefully next Sunday we're sitting here drinking beers and celebrating with everyone in Kansas city about the chiefs going back to another Super Bowl. At least that's, that's how I'm hoping our uh, our Sunday ends next week. Oh man, hundred percent. Like that's uh, like like if the Chiefs go to another Super Bowl next week, I mean, I'm we're just gonna have to probably 
drink take a drink during the podcast i mean we're gonna be drinking we will be we will be drinking during the podcast if the chiefs go to the super bowl next week and you know i can't be held accountable for for any of the the joyous explicitives that may come out of my mouth we may have to put an explicitive label on the podcast next week if uh the chiefs go to the super bowl if the chiefs go to the super bowl and kramer i might need your help with this I'll send out our link to the video and listeners and Chiefs fans can come in, have a drink with us and celebrate uh, another Super Bowl birth with us. So, yeah, they got to win the game first, because uh, obviously this thing's a lot less fun when they lose. And it's a lot less fun for me and Rocky, just as it might be for you guys. But if the Chiefs go to another Super Bowl next week, I will invite all of you to come celebrate with us here on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Again, Chiefs win, advance to their fifth straight AFC title over the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're listening to us on the podcast, remember, we got all the post-game press conferences coming up for you immediately after the show. You can follow Rocky on Twitter, at Rocky Magana. You can follow Kramer, at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We'll have plenty of AFC championship game coverage for you at ArrowheadPride.com this week on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. So make sure you're locked in. We will talk to you guys on Monday. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Once again, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Kansas City Chiefs take down the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-20 to advance to their fifth straight AFC Championship game. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, linebacker Nick Bolton, and backup quarterback Chad Henney. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. Really injuries, uh, Pat, obviously. Um, Tweaked his ankle. Um, Legereus Sneed hurt his nose. Uh, Pat was able to, he came and got x-rays, everything done, and then was able to come back in. Um, and then Legereus did the same thing. He, he was able to make sure the thing was set and in a good position and came back in. So all in all, heck of a game. We appreciate the fans, and uh, they, were, they were incredible. Um, I thought both sides of the ball uh, and special teams did a nice job tonight. Um, special teams was against one of the best teams in the in the league, special teams wise, Pro, Pro Bowl um, returner, and uh, that last punt was a beautiful thing. Bucker, uh, I very seldom start with special teams, but Bucker um, kicked the ball well, and he also tackled well. So that was <clears throat> that was a big tackle. And then um, offensively, I, I thought the. You know, the guys, I thought the whole group played well. It was great to see Chad come in um, uh, in that backup role, and I thought everybody kind of stepped their game up and and uh, had so much confidence in Chad, and um, he, he executed. But I thought everybody around him did a nice job too. And then uh, Pacheco with uh, 95 yards or whatever he, he had there, I thought he did a tremendous job running the ball, um, Kendrick, likewise, he he did a nice job too. So, and then uh, Kelsey. Every time I stand up here, I feel like he breaks another record. So he broke some record, and then he also had 98 yards and two TDs, and did a great job there. Defensively, listen, my hat goes off to the defense. Uh, you can't move forward in the NFL playoffs uh, if your defense doesn't play well. And I thought from the 
DBs to the defensive line to the linebackers. I thought everybody was flying around making plays, and uh, I just, uh, again, my hat goes off to the guys for that. Um, they were incredible on third downs, first, second downs. And just, you know, just played a great, a great game all the way around. My hat goes off to Spags and EB and Tobe for the jobs that they did and the coaches. Um, I, you know, I wanted to mention Tony in the mix there too. I thought he he had some nice plays for us, being a, kind of the new kid on the block. He he had some nice plays. Our young DBs uh, again stepping up. Watson with the the interception. Um, I mean, what what a great job! The two turnovers were obviously huge uh, for us, and um, again, great team win. So that time's yours. Mm-hmm. Did you take a decision to put Well, it was hard getting them out of the game, first of all. Uh, he wanted to fight, and so um, we got him out, went to the x-ray, got, got it x-rayed, looked at, taped. Uh, he came back, and he said he felt good enough to be protected, you know, where, where he's not going to uh, get hurt. That's obviously the primary thing. Um, and he felt like his mobility was good enough where he could do that, so... Um, we did a few little things with him on the sideline to see where he was at, put him in, and it was a short leash. Uh, so if I felt like he was, wasn't was able to handle it, he would have been out and back in Henny. So. Do you, do you feel like that affected him in any way in the second half, the injury? Um, I don't know. It didn't look like it, but uh, I thought he did, did a pretty good job. When you put – goes back in, does that change up what you want to do uh, offensively, or is it just, you know, keeping it? Yeah, we, we basically kept everything the same, you know. We just kept it going, uh, what we were doing before. So, yeah. you know, early early indication here, how much do you think it's Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I don't want to jump to things right now, but we'll, let, let's just see how it goes here the next couple of days. I mean, it's going to be sore, I know, but let's see where he's at. He's had this before. And uh, I was able to keep pushing through. Actually, against Jacksonville, whenever a couple of years ago, same same type of deal. So he pushed through that. Um, the main thing is is that he's safe, I and mean, that's that's uh, or as safe as you can be on a football field. So um, you know that's the, that's the important thing. Coach, were you surprised it was so close? You had told us to expect that. Yeah, when you start doing, and you guys do this, when you start doing the studies on the, the this game, this round right here. These games are one-score games normally, so um, it's a high, high percentage, and um, so you, you buckle it up for four quarters, and you know it's going to come. To, I will tell you, I think Doug's done a phenomenal job. Their team is better than they were when they played us before, and the sky's the limit for them. I mean, they're young, and they believe in what they're being taught, and they play hard, so and they're well coached. I'm having a hard time placing that drive right right now with the, the other. Yeah, yeah. So well, that was one to answer Adam's question about mobility. I mean, he did a did a nice job on that, having to move around and make that throw. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many good there were good plays within the mix there of everything that was going on. I've, I'm blending all the plays, but that's all right. Yeah, that kind of told me he was okay. He was thinking he was okay, but yeah, I didn't want him to do that. No, I didn't want him to do that, but I didn't tell him, you know, not to. I mean, you can't tell somebody that if they can't do that, then they got to get out, get out of the games. So. How, how hard is it for Chad to come in? Yeah, phenomenal. The best thing about that Vahe was everybody trusted Chad. That's the best part. That's the way he handles himself and the confidence the guys have in him. I thought they all stepped up. The O-line did a nice job. Chad, well, first of all, Chad did a nice job getting the ball out on time, and, and the O-line did a nice job. The run game, Pacheco had the long run. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, they blitzed on it, and he kind of got bumped back and kept going like he does and uh, put together a nice run, nice drive on the whole, the whole thing. But 
Chad, uh, you know, the guys, the guys love Chad, and they they play for him. So it was a it was a great deal. Yeah, you know everybody contributed. Uh, Marquez, I mean, we had all the we had a few plays for Marquez, and they they did a good job rolling the coverage that direction, and and he didn't hang his head. He just kept battling and battling, battling, and and it ends up with a big touchdown for us. Um, but you could say that about Juju. Juju went through the game, comes up with a huge catch on the sideline there, and Pat had a tremendous amount of trust in him uh, to throw the back shoulder throw. Coach Reed, did you get a sense on the sidelines that everyone wanted to up their game when Patrick was hobbled and there was a possibility he may not return? Yeah, I'd probably tell you, yeah. I mean, the guys were, yeah, I mean, they, they're very protective, particularly the offensive line in general. And so, you know, they were hooting and hollering about that, yeah, that nobody touches a quarterback. So. Coach, you would kind of take us into that conversation where it didn't really look like you wanted to go back and get the X-ray for you know, families to get with? What was that conversation like? We know he's competitive, 51% of the it would be like me trying to ask you not to ask a question. <laughs> no, it's a, listen, he's a tough kid. And so he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be competing. And, uh, and that's, you know, uh, it's a tribute to, to him and his competitiveness. However, um, it, you know, you got to make sure he, he's okay, physically okay, where he can protect himself. And if, if he can't, then he can't play. You, I mean, you have to go with the next guy. But he's, he's a tough nut, and he's very <laughs> – when I tell you he's competitive, he's very, very competitive. Last one by Andy. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Who, who was next man up at quarterback if uh, that uh, knockout punch came to pass? Yeah, we've got a couple guys there but, that have played quarterback in college. Number one's one of them. So, um, you know, he would have been probably number one up. All right, thank you. Yeah, um, I obviously didn't want to go back and see it. Uh, I didn't want to go get the x-rays or whatever it was. I wanted just to continue to play. Um, I told him I would do it at halftime. Um, but uh, Coach, I mean, in the best interest of me, uh, just made he made me go back there and, and get that x-ray before he put me back in the game. And for a while, I thought I could get a, get – and played through it, and then he said, I'm not putting you back in, so you might as well go get the x-ray, and then if it's if it's negative or whatever, I'll put you back in. So I ran back there, got the x-ray, and was able to play, uh, finish the game. How are you feeling now after the game's over? How's the ankle feeling now? I was just talking to him. It feels better. I mean, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. Um, obviously, I have a lot of adrenaline going right now, so we'll see how it feels. But uh, I'll hop right into treatment today, tonight and uh, try to do whatever I can to be – uh, it's close to 100% uh, by next week, but luckily for us, we played the early game on Saturday, so we get an extra almost half a day that I can let that ankle rest. Knowing you, you didn't want to come out, what did you make of the job Chad did? I mean, it, it's special, man. He's in the playoffs. Um, you don't get any, he doesn't get any reps during the week, um, and he prepares himself to be able to go in for stuff like that. And uh, he got a 98-yard drive backed up. Uh, a playoff game against a great opponent and uh, be able to drive the ball down the field, make some big throws versus some pressure looks. I mean, they brought some heat whenever he came in the game, um, and he made some big throws and was able to get us into the end zone, and that was a, a big point in the game because it was able to – that gave me the ability to kind of come back and rest and wait till halftime until we kind of retaped and did everything we could to get me ready to go in the second half. No, not, I mean, no real treatment. You don't have time to get treatment and stuff like that. But, I mean, you just put the spat on, uh, get it tight, uh, try to keep the swelling down, um, and then go out there and play. And they made me do a couple things in the locker room to show that I could move and protect myself if, we, if, if everything kind of uh, came, came, pressure came, whatever it was. And, I mean, credit to the team. Offensive line did a great job in the second half of protecting me. I got the ball in my hands quickly, and guys made plays. Um, but it's a team sport for a reason, and guys stepped up around me. Yeah, you just got to be a competitor at the end of the day. I mean, not all, all things are going to be perfect. Um, you have to find a way to make stuff happen. Obviously, I missed some throws. Uh, I probably think I could have made if I would have been in the right the right foot position. But 
Um, luckily for me, I'm not in the right foot position all the time, so I'm able to make some throws like that anyways. Patrick, I know you have a high tolerance for pain. How much, you know, how much more are you able to take? And then, you know, did you ever feel like you might have put the team in jeopardy? I mean, I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out. And so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this, this sport too much. I love this game. Uh, I love playing with my teammates and being able to go out there and, and enjoy it together. And, we're, and we, we're, we prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game. And, I mean, it's, it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport. And uh, pain is pain. And you don't have to deal with it either way. And, and it's easy to say that this is your first straight answer to the yeah, I mean, it, it's a credit to the, the team I have around me, the coaches I have around me, and the organization in general. I mean, we prepare ourselves every every year uh, from training camp in St. Joe's, uh, Missouri, to, to, to be here. But it takes a day-by-day process, and I think the coaches preach that, the players do that, and uh, the organization around us supports us in that mission. And so uh, it's... We just try to do whatever we can to be in this position to get to this AFC Championship game, and then now we'll find a way to get to the Super Bowl, and that's going to take a great week of preparation and uh, practice. You touched on this a minute ago, but how much do you feel like the injury affected you in the second half after you came back? There was a couple throws here and there where I tried to plant off that foot, and it didn't let me kind of plant like I usually do. And so uh, a couple throws I didn't make, uh, I, I, t- I told Coach I want to still throw it downfield, and so we were able to make some throws there after the first few drives, and I think he got a little confidence that I could protect myself. Um, and so uh, credit to our defense, man, holding us in that game, uh, especially uh, after the start of that second half when I wasn't able to get stuff going. So they held us in that game, made some big plays at the end, um, and we were able to score enough points to win. Yeah, very. I mean, pretty nervous moments, man. I mean, I just I always pray whenever stuff like that uh, comes around, man, and just it's all in God's hands at the end of the day, and I just have to accept whatever it is and, and turn it into a positive. And so uh, luckily for me, he, he blessed me to keep me injury-free um, as far as breaks or anything like that. Um, and so now how can I prepare my body uh, to be ready to go next week? And uh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll start that tonight, and uh, that process will be uh, tough, but I'll be ready to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching the game for sure. I mean, uh, there's, playoff football is the best time of the year, man, uh, just to be able to watch that. And so uh, I'll, I'll get the treatment and stuff like that, but the family's going to have to wait for a while because uh, I'll, I'll be getting that stuff done. Oh, no, they, they, don't, they don't ever show the TV, man. I, I've been back there. Uh, another the, the divisional round whenever the, Brown, the, Browns, the Browns game when Chad was playing, I didn't get to see like any of that until like the last drive. And so they, they, they do a good job of not having the TVs going in there so that I can't, I have to focus on myself and get myself better more than focusing on the game. A couple more, a couple more. They have 14 receptions, two touchdowns. What do you think of his day? Yeah, man, it's, it's another guy that just steps up, man. It seems like he gets better and better uh, in the playoffs as you get further and further in there. Um, and you need those type of guys. And uh, uh, he did a great job of making some tough contested catches. Um, and uh, he's special, man. He's, he's a special player, uh, one-of-a-kind player. Um, that's a, uh, one of the main reasons that we've been able to be in this position so many times. What's it like being <clears throat> Yeah, no, it was, it was a good job by everybody. I think everybody had a part in that drive. Everybody was making plays. Um, and that's, that's what championship teams do is that whenever stuff's not going their way uh, and it gets, the game gets tied, how, do you, how are you going to respond? And uh, I went down, I kind of jumped and landed on the same ankle, but I had to find a way to, to get the ball in the end zone and Marquez was there and I needed to make the throw. Um, and he stepped up and made a big play there at the end of the, at the, end of the game to win it. Last two, Neil and Bobby. 75,000 people thought this was going to be an easy game. What was it like being in a tight game with your situation, with your ankle, and, and with knowing your, your, your season's on the line? Yeah, I mean, I'm, first, I never think any playoff game is going to be easy. I mean, teams are here for a reason, um, and even if they are surprised in a sense or whatever it is, uh, they're here for a reason. They have the confidence that it's going to be a great game. If you look at Wild Card Weekend or really the playoffs in general the last few years, every game seems like it's a one-score game. Um, and so uh, we, we came with the mentality that we were going to have to play to the very end, and obviously we had a, some adversity through there with some injuries and, and stuff like that, but I was proud of the, how the guys responded and were able to figure out a way to get the win. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously you want to play. I mean, you just want to play because you, you've, you've built that time from St. Joe. You've spent this time with your teammates and built up for this moment, and so you don't want to 
let guys down or whatever it is. You want to be in the game and be able to go out there and, and show off what you've worked for. But uh, I don't think it really was anything for the team because the team has so much belief in Chad, and he's done it before. He's won divisional games uh, by coming in and, and playing. Um, and so they have so much belief in Chad, and you saw in that 98-yard drive. Um, it, 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 he ran the offense the way the offense is supposed to be ran. He threw it to the right guys, and guys stepped up and made plays. Um, and so uh, that's what a great team does. It's not about one guy. It's about the whole team. Great. Thank you. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to look over, you know, how great of a quarterback Pat is and what he means to this team. But uh, if anybody goes down, it's next man in. If I go down, it's next man in. You know, it's just the mentality that you got to have, especially in a playoff game like this. You can't miss a beat. And um, we know that if it's up to Pat, he's going to be in there. And I'm sure uh, he has some words with everyone on the sideline wanting to get back in there as as fast as possible. But uh, we had a veteran guy, Chad Henney, stepping up to the plate yet again in the playoffs. Um, Playoff Chad, baby. We keep finding ways to win with him at QB. Andy Reid mentioned uh, just everybody trusts Chad. That was, that was what we should talk about. What do you see behind the scenes practicing and that trust that you just You have a veteran mind, a veteran QB, a uh, guy you can bounce things off of. I know I've learned a lot just from uh, talking to Chad about the things that he likes to see or, uh, you know, it, it's just a different style of quarterback. So you always want to kind of be on the same page with everybody in that room. And, um, you know, Chad's been nothing but the best quarterback he can be throughout it all. And what I mean by that is every single day he's preparing as if he's the starting quarterback, as if he's one snap away. And uh, sure enough, you saw that today. I mean, to be able to come into a hostile game, backed up on your two-yard line and go 98 yards uh, on your first drive, man, that just shows the type of competitor he is and how the guys rallied around him because of how much leadership he has. You just have to be uh, appreciative of being in the situation. We get to play football for another week. I'm not looking past that. I'm not looking, you know, down the line. I'm trying to figure out how I can how I can make my team better or how I can make myself better for my team um, throughout this week. And it's going to be every single day attacking what I need to attack. And the first couple of things is recovery. And from there, it's just finding out the game plan, who we're playing, and uh, how we're going to attack them. And, um, Everybody's locked in right now. I think if you looked at that team out there, you saw everybody communicating uh, very well, uh, coach team on all three phases. And when we play like that, we give ourselves a really good chance of winning. What will you be most pleased with about the 98 yards? What will jump out? I mean, I can already appreciate it for what it is. I don't have to go any further in life to really, you know, have have appreciation for that drive. There were a, a, a bunch of third downs that we needed to, you know, dig deep and find a way to get the first down. And sure enough, uh, Chad was out there leading us the entire way. Travis, you, uh, you already said how much you appreciate Chad and what he did. When he comes back in the game and you don't really know what's going on with Patrick, do you have him in mind that he's your guy for the rest of the thing? And what kind of, you know, excitement or whatever did you get when Patrick was back in there? Um... <clears throat> You you got to take the game play by play, series by series, uh, and it's not necessarily getting excited. It's just having the attention to detail and the uh, the alertness, uh, if that's even a word, or the I'm trying to find the right words here. Um, you just have to be locked in and have the sense of urgency, no matter who's in the game. And um, you know, obviously, it's uh, it's a different feeling when one five's in there, um, a guy that can make anything happen. Uh, even on one ankle or whatever happened to him today. And, uh, you know, that's just the mentality. You always have to be able to lock in and, and take it play by play and uh, drive by drive and not, not let the emotions of the game get the best of you. Nah, I wasn't around. I wasn't around. Travis, you mentioned the word attacking. 17 targets today. How much of that was by design against this specific opponent? You see something... It's uh, it's really all just predicated off uh, off of what goes on out there, and um, and how the defense reacts to what we're doing. I think it was just uh, I got I was fortunate enough to be able to make those plays and have the uh, have the pride to be able to make those plays every single day for this team, man. And I uh, I, I take a lot on on myself to be able to make those uh, plays 
week in, week out, especially when we need it the most, man. Last two. Uh, Travis, Andy Reid said every time he's at the podium, it seems you've broken another record. I know you don't care much about individual records, but just how does it feel to have you know a really big game tonight to help your team win and move on? Feels really good to have Andy Reid as my coach calling plays for me. <laughs> Travis, I know uh, nobody in the locker room doubts Patrick Mahomes' toughness and competitive fire, but the fourth quarter today, did he show you guys a different level even than, you, than in the past? I mean, uh, we've been through a lot of ups and downs in this team, especially since I've been here. Uh, I think I've seen all the grit out of that guy I need to see to know that he's going to, you know, do anything he can to help us win, the, win that game. And sure enough, you saw it today. Uh, nothing is ever surprising. It's always just, uh, you know, appreciated. Very much appreciated. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Oh, man, it's a whole bunch of Chiefs players, man. So it wasn't as bad as some of them have been in the past. Uh, had a couple guys around me, man, productions at the football. I think with me, Willie, Juan, uh, uh, LJ, it was like four or five of us down there. So uh, when we got those numbers and production at the ball, good things are uh, bound to happen. We got uh, LJ's nose down there. Is that friendly fire? You came out of the nose? Yeah, man, LJ's been on me. I think I got, I got him twice today. Uh, <laughs> I think I got him two good licks, though. But, man, yeah, I mean, LJ, man, is always running the football uh, like myself, especially when he's playing nickel, man. And, um, again, he's a hell of a football player. What did you see on that play? It looked like he fumbled it before he got hit. Were you concerned at all they would say he didn't catch it? Uh, not really because I, I kind of saw him. He, uh, he caught the ball, and he kind of lost it trying to make a move and uh, kind of cut back against LJ. And so I kind of knew the ball was kind of fumble, and I just had to get on it. Does, does the Mike's mentality of the defense change at all when you see Pat's hurt and he's limping around a little bit in the offense? Yeah, man, um, obviously, you know, you got to up, up your level of play, man, especially with a player of his caliber, man, best quarterback in the NFL. So uh, when he goes down, uh, we got up our level of play, and I uh, try to give the op- offense as uh, many opportunities as possible uh, down the stretch. And uh, I feel like on defense that uh, we did a hell of a job uh, winning key situations and unfortunate field goals when we needed to. What's some of the takeaways from the game? Oh, man, I feel like our, our corners uh, and, our, and our DBs, man, we competed, man. Uh, on the outside, especially, uh, we challenged those guys to the line of scrimmage and, uh, and, and forced them uh, to kind of hold the ball in our front and got there. Uh, if, even if we didn't get sacks, we got pressure um, and got them on the ground a little bit. So uh, that was good for us. Oh man, I, I know fight, uh, past the fighter. Uh, we all saw it today. Uh, I know uh, he's going to give us everything he has. And um, if he can't go, he can't go. And again, it's another game for us. We got up a level of play. Uh, we got a whole week. Uh, to, got a couple of days off, and um, I know he'll be on top of the treatment. And, um, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, we really didn't know uh, after Chad came in. We were on the assumption that Chad was going to uh, play the rest of the game, and um, we really didn't know until he came back out there, man. But again, he's a fighter, man. And, um, and we see him do it every week. Um, he comes out there and gives us his best and gives us his all, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, you you mentioned this great game with the, you guys forced a couple turnovers like, mm-hmm. uh, after struggling to get some turnovers earlier in the year. Oh, man, uh, we kind of focused on it uh, throughout the week, uh, especially in the week we had off, uh, kind of focused on, uh, on maybe punching the ball a little bit more or, or high-pointing the ball or just catching the ones that he gives us. Uh, I dropped one early, um, but it's, it's one of those things you just kind of just got to keep going on. And, um, and playoffs, you understand that they count uh, times, too, when you get them. Nick, you mentioned the level of urgency from a Yeah, I mean, we always talk about winning first down. No, I, don't, I don't think we weren't won first down a lot uh, in the first quarter. So uh, we kind of just want to win first down, kind of get them in second and longs and um, third and longs and, and let our D-line uh, do the work in our corners press. Nick, Nick, Nick uh, Trevor kind of, you know, questioned Chiefs Kingdom and, and the crowd noise. Uh, how do you feel like Chiefs Kingdom did this today? Oh, man, we're loud, man. I thought we can get a little bit louder, though. Yeah, we're loud. No, you know, you won a playoff game every year in the NFL, but mm-hmm. for Carlos Dunlap, 13 years, he finally got that playoff win. How, how, were you guys aware of that, and how special is that for him? Actually, I wasn't aware of that. Um, I know he hasn't won a championship because uh, he talked about it uh, when we first got here. I uh, won the opportunity to win a championship. And, um, again, man, that guy comes in every single day and works, man. It's year 13 for him, but treats like it's his first. I'm always learning, always asking questions, and always trying to uh, figure out how to make our defense better. Um, he's been a, a, a vivid part in our D-line room, especially on our defense. A couple more. You, you came pretty close. It looked like to an interception yourself there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you kind of see on that play? What was kind of going through your mind? Oh, man, uh, I knew we had a pressure, and I knew the ball had to come out quick, and I think uh, he made a pump fake with a willy uh, the first time and then just kept going. I was throwing the ball across his shoulder, and um, I saw the dude come across my face, and I just tried to plaster um, in, in coverage, and uh, I dropped it, though. So nothing really matters if you drop it. Last one. Okay, thanks, man. Yep, thank you.
like riding a bike? Or? <laughs> I don't know if it's just like riding a bike, but you're always prepared. And I think uh, with this offense, obviously all our weapons that we have and staying prepared each and every moment, I think uh, you just stay ready. And when your number's called, you just go in there and do what you did in practice in the meeting rooms, and you just take it to the game. What do you think? If you get started at the two-yard line, if they don't even cut you a break, what would be your thoughts at that point? Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. I mean, changing field position just like we did. And uh, I think at that point, it's just take what they give you. Uh, you know, just a couple of the first uh, play was a stick, uh, hit Kelsey and kind of got us going. Then we had a nice run. And, you know, you get in a little rhythm, and you kind of keep the pressure on. And, you know, the, the biggest thing was just rely on your preparation just like you do in practice. Does that mean that you weren't exactly nervous? I mean, you're kind of thrust into a situation. How do you make that part of the work? Well, I mean, definitely nerves are high. Uh, you know, two years ago when I did it, the same thing. But once you get on in the end of the game and you kind of get going, it's just like repetition, and it's not like I've never done it before. I played in enough games, but uh, when the opportunity is called upon, I feel like I'm ready. Specifically, draw on that deal. It's Cleveland. I mean, was that kind of in your mind? A little bit, uh, but obviously, it's just one play at a time. I mean, concentrate the most, uh, the best you can, and uh, you know, just do what you do. Did you ask for the, the, the third short play that the Tony signal that you ran to Tyreek in the Brown game? Yeah, <laughs> just a quick rollout, right, and hit the flat. No, it, it was one of the plays that was in our third and two to four group, and it was ranked high for me. But um, that's what's great about this uh, organization and Coach Reed and EB and Nagy. It's just you're, when your plays are ranked, they, they believe in that. They believe what you believe in, and you feel very comfortable when the, the play does come in and to execute it. Yeah, Patrick, talked about, Patrick talked about that you don't get the, the reps during uh, the practice in a week, during a week because it's playoffs. How, much, how important are those mental reps uh, for you? Yeah, I mean, mental reps are big. I mean, Shane and I and Chris are always in the back. Uh, when Patrick is up there on offense, we're in the back doing the drops, doing our uh, you know run reads a, as well. So we're always in the back doing mental reps. But at the same time, after practice, we get with a couple of receivers and we throw with them. Not that they're the starters, but we kind of get those reps that Patrick got in practice that we'll get in after, after practice. How much did you Yeah, I mean, it was a good completion to get going. I don't think you ever really just, like, settle in just on one play, but you feel the rhythm. You kind of get that first first down, and uh, you just go with the flow. And I think all the plays that were coming in, I felt confident in, and that's due to our coaching staff as well, you know, just believing in what I believe in as well. And uh, we're all on the same page. You were telling some jokes when you came into the game. How did you cut the tension? How did you kind of, you know, break the nervous system yeah, I, I don't think it was jokes. I think it's just being confident. I think uh, looking the guys in the eye, uh, you know, exemplifying some of the, the words in the offense that we, that we do and just uh, really just get their attention and knowing that you believe in them as well as them, them believing in me. So I think just giving them confidence that I know what I'm doing and, uh, you know, it's just not a one-man show. I mean, there's a lot of guy, great guys on our offense uh, that really stepped up and helped, helped my job uh, a lot tonight. Yeah, I think he was just telling me what I tell him. Take what they give you. And I think uh, re rely back on your fundamentals. And we, we tell each other that all the time. And uh, he was great uh, being there, encouraging, and just on the sideline, just like I would be. So uh, I always appreciate him. He, he's just uh, the ultimate competitor and teammate. And I, I couldn't thank him enough. Jeff, what was your awareness of like what was going on with him that he went back to the exercise <coughs> and just kind of focused on everything else that was happening for you? Yeah, I mean, it was going back and forth, obviously, whether he's going to play or not. And uh, obviously, Patrick wanted to play, and Coach Reed just wanted to just get it checked out just to make sure it wasn't you know, anything really severe. Um, but the competitor that Patrick is, he keeps fighting. So I just knew at that point in time, I just need to be ready. I need to warm up. And if they're going with me, I'm ready. And if not, Patrick's in. Last two. Hey, Chad, even as a veteran, I mean, thinking back to the divisional game and then this, this time, for any to have the confidence to call a pass play on the first snap when you come in what is, does that help you is that still confidence in you 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why he's such a great coach. I mean, any quarterback that comes in the system seems to have success. And he believes in the guys that are on his team. And, um, you know, he had the confidence in me to throw the pass, obviously. But at the same time, it's we're not changing the offense. We're going to go out there and try to execute to the best of our ability and move the ball. So that, that's our jobs as players. Last one. Coach Reed said that the whole team just believed in you as soon as you went out there. Just talk about the grit and the heart of this team to be in that position that you were in. Yeah, I mean, ever since I got here in 2018, uh, this is one of the best organizations I've ever been a part of. I mean, it's a true team feeling. Uh, everybody supports one another. There's never a guy out there that's just above anybody else. We put our egos at the side. Everybody's humble. Everybody gives the credit when it's due, and that's what makes it such great. And it comes from the top down. You know, Clark, you know, to everybody, to Coach Reed. It's just unbelievable uh, organization that we run here, and I, I couldn't be happier that I'm here. Great. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.